In Southeast Ag, Nets Ag and Review, for the week ending May the 8th, USDA announced this past Monday that an investment of up to $235 million will be made to improve the nation's water quality, combat drought, enhance soil health, support wildlife habitat, and protect ag viability. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said the funding is being made through the RCPP, the Regional Conservation Partnership Program, through USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service. We're making available $235 million. Now, that's a pre-sequestration number. Uh, Hopefully, Congress will eliminate sequestration. Uh, If not, it may be adjusted at some point in time, but we're hopeful that the full $235 million will be available uh, for utilization. Uh, We are looking forward to having the same kind of robust interest in uh, this second go-round as we did in the first set of announcements uh, when we had uh, literally uh, 600 uh, pre-applications, over 250 projects that were initially approved for full applications. Uh, The demand was six times the amount of resource that was available, uh, and we are seeing significant leveraging of the the, uh, over $330 million that was announced last year. Uh, we learned a lot from that first go-round. Uh, we learned that uh, we need to probably limit the, uh, the grant amount uh, to no more than $10 million, uh, and that would be both combined financial and technical assistance uh, value. We know that we need to ask our partners as they're applying for these uh, resources to identify specifically what they believe the technical uh, assistance requirements would be uh, from NRCS so that that can be factored accurately uh, into the grant proposal. NRCS knows that it has to work on payment eligibility and and limitation issues, and we're going to try to speed up and streamline the process so that we can make decisions more quickly to get these resources to work more efficiently and more effectively. We are convinced uh, that this resource will be matched at least dollar for dollar uh, so that overall after the $1.2 billion that's been set aside by Congress has been fully authorized and fully appropriated, uh, we would expect and anticipate in excess of $2.4 billion of conservation activity. Now, pre-proposals for RCPP are due on July 8th. More information can be found on our website at southeastagnet.com. Then on Thursday, USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service Associate Chief for Conservation, Leonard Jordan, was here in the Southeast for a signing ceremony for a multi-state national funded program. While speaking at the event held in Columbus, Georgia, Jordan specifically talked about a project that will involve Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. Each state has a, a level of funding that they can have to invite those within their states, but then it doesn't have to be state center. I mean, it could comprise of multiple states, but, you know, we have a national pool, and we, then we have a, another pool called the Critical Conservation Areas, and in most cases, uh, most of those will consist of more than one state. Uh, it could be, you know, a geographical area within a state, but it does include more than one state, and that's the unique thing about it. It's looking at the geographical area, looking at the resource concerns within those areas more than just the state boundaries. And Jordan specifically talked about the Flint River Soil and Water Conservation District's nationally awarded project, the Appalachicola-Chattahoochee-Flint Rivers Conservation Partnership for Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. Appalachia-Chattahoochee-Flint River Partnership is the Alabama, Florida, and Georgia as you identified. And of course, uh, it is one of those that we hope to address some persistent drought and and a long-term landscape change that have reduced the capacity of that basin 
to balance the human use of water as well as ecological demand. So we're excited about that and what it could offer for that particular part of those three states. Now this partnership is a five-year project that covers around 13 million acres in the three states. It's designed to improve water quality and quantity in that area and includes more than 20 partners ranging from private industry and large nonprofit organizations to universities and local soil and water conservation districts. To learn more, just contact your local NRCS office. Well, in other news, when USDA released their planting intentions report at the end of March, they noted a 9% increase in overall peanut acreage this year. Georgia indicated a 20% increase. But as Tyron Spearman reports, there are some asking farmers not to increase the acreage too much. The Peanut Grower Magazine is encouraging farmers not to increase their acreage 25 to 30%. They say that would be irresponsible in an editorial this week. They say the government does not want any excess peanuts produced and that the new peanut program provides a safety net for producers when they have low prices. Analysts already estimate that the average seasonal price this past year will be about $430 per ton, and that should generate about $100 per ton payment for farms with a base acres on it for 2014. 2015 could be as high as $120 per ton. That payment could impact some large growers because of payment limits in the new program. And if too many peanuts are planted and the world market prices penalizes other growers in developing countries, that would cause a challenge from the trade agreements, including NAFTA and GATT. So farmers are being encouraged to hold the increase on peanut acreage to 10 to 15% and protect the program and protect the market. I'm Tyron Spearman for Southeast Agnet. Kathy Isom had a story this week on how to get rid of old paint, oil, and other chemicals without harming the environment. Springtime means spring cleaning for many, so it's important to know what you can toss and where you can toss it so that it doesn't harm our most valuable resource. 99% of available fresh water in the world is in aquifers in the ground. That's Cliff Trayens with the National Groundwater Association. He says anything we can do to keep groundwater from being wasted or polluted is very important. Every household has paints, paint thinners, lawn products, cleaning products. You use motor oil if you change your own oil. You have to do something with that stuff. The first thing you should do is contact your local waste authority because dumping it in the trash, the lawn, or the woods is not good for groundwater and in many places it's illegal. How to properly store those things so they don't leak, how to properly use them, which is basically to use them according to the manufacturer's recommendations. And then if you have old product you need to get rid of, how to properly dispose of it so it doesn't threaten the groundwater. Also, many of the quick oil change service stations will accept used motor oil. You may not realize this, but they recycle it. You can also learn more about safely disposing old paint, oil, and other chemicals at www.wellowner.com. That's all one word, wellowner.org. And it will show you services that can take that stuff. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast Agnet. And we wrap up this week's podcast with Everett Griner talking about tomato varieties. I got a shocker a few weeks back. In late March, after spring officially arrived, I was preparing to plant my spring garden. I had decided to plant a purebred tomato, not a hybrid Almost didn't find one. I went to six different stores that sell plants in two different cities. Saw purebred plants with names I'd never heard of, 12 to be exact, plus nine that I had heard of, but no old-fashioned purebred. Finally found some Rutgers plants. Oh, yeah, that's an old one. I bought six. Well, they're growing now. My whole effort is to prove or disprove to myself 
that old original varieties taste different. They're more difficult to grow, and they're not as prolific. But by early summer, I'll know for certain if my old country boy instinct is right or wrong. And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet. You can hear these reports and more on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.